Welcome to the Third Half Podcast. This is the eighth episode of the podcast. I'm Jonathan. Tiago. Ah, oh, ah. <laughs> Well, I'm Moses. I'm Tiago. Okay, so what are we hitting at first? Oh, we're going to hit the Prem. Well, as a Man City fan, I am ashamed, but I feel like I need to say congratulations to Liverpool. You were superior since the first match day, and you've continued that way until three days ago when we beat you. But that's fine. Uh, no, they, f- they faltered against Watford. True, yes, uh, the prestigious Watford. Yes. They should have won the league this year. You can't even, no, but I don't even think they fell to you guys. Is it, well, yeah, they fell because they were hungover. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's usually what happens when you're hungover. Yeah, exactly. You're, inebriated, you're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your balance isn't the best. Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. that was, if anyone thought Liverpool would win that match, they were delusional. For those of you who don't know, Liverpool had lost to Man City 4-0. Should have so. been 5 should have been 5-3, according to Klopp. <laughs> according so. to Klopp, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Though. Obviously, I'm a City fan. I'm biased. I'm not ri- I'm not ridiculous. If the league wasn't won at that point, it would have been a very different game. Yeah, if let's say if they'd say they tied in the game before, like tied two games in a row, and, and then they, they had to win. And they had to yeah. win. Oh, yeah, it like, would have been a completely, oh, different, completely game. different game. They would, most def- they would have most definitely scraped that game. Yeah, I the first 20-25 like so minutes, I won't say they were a better team, but they were in the game. And then as soon as we scored, they are kind of like, well... Yeah, they're, doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> their beer bellies started falling. No, I think they under like they realized how much work they had to put in just to get back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like just to get in the league. They're like, and then they're like, this. oh god, now it's just time to like let's just let's just stop them as let's much as vibe, we can. Bro. Yeah, nah, I feel like they were like, yo, this this is just no one cares about this man. Let's just pass the ball on if they score. Congratulations. It's a hollow victory. That's all it really was. Wow, you guys got three points. We're still, what, 20 like, points ahead of you? What yeah. was it? It was when, uh, after the final Germany-Argentina, Germany and Argentina played again after uh, the World Cup. In 2014. In 2014. Yeah. And then Ger- Argentina won, but it's like, okay. <laughs> like, you just didn't Congratulations. win. Congratulations. You didn't win when it when it mattered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, then no one's going to be out here like, yeah, well, let's give you the, uh, <laughs> you're right, you deserve it. Let's yeah. give you the World Cup. That's not going to happen. Instead of second place, uh, you get first and a half place. Almost or there. second. Yeah, you're right. First and a half. Yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot, it's like when you win, the, the smaller the number, the right. better. Right? Golf so scores. You said, yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, obviously, um, that was a moral victory. I enjoyed it. It made me happy. It was a hollow victory. doesn't mean anything. I was happy for Froden. That was about it. <laughs> Yo. I said this during the match, bro. Gabriel Jesus. Oh, he came back awfully. Dude, I've said this before, and I'll continue to say this until this man proves me wrong. He is the midfielder Brazil needs. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a striker. What stri- The last game you guys played, he had an easy-ass shot in the box and decided to fake it, and then nobody was there. You're a striker. In the box, you take every shot. You take every shot. This guy's out here dropping back and setting up plays. Foden should be the number nine for City. He should. Be, they should be playing a false nine if Foden is that guy in the center. I want to be bad. Because Gabriel Jesus is trash. He's just no. He's trash. He's not trash. He's that's trash. a bad. That's a bad he's, opinion. He is before the bad. Before the quarantine, he was literally playing his best ever since he got to City. It just threw him off, and that's happened to a lot of players. But he's young. That shouldn't be happening to him. Well, that's happening to, what's what? Firmino, it's happening to... Because he's not young. When you're young, when you're like, like 19, years 20 years old, you can come back after three months of doing nothing and play. We mm-hmm. do that all the time. That first time we played, we played what, for three hours straight, right? <laughs> we were sprinting the whole damn time. We stayed three months without... We also played half field. Yeah, but that was still three hours of like a full game. Okay. 
Like, I'm yo, saying you, you have practice. Jesus is not the you're only young, player this is happening to. De- but he's young, so it makes it look worse. It's if you're really, like, four, really. if you're like Ronaldo, yeah, man, you're 35, right? Isn't he 35? Something like yeah, that. I think yeah, it's like I don't, I, I, I don't expect you to be coming back top of your game. You're 35. Your joints is different. Your <laughs> body is different. Like, yeah, we all get it. The medical team, he says you have the body of a 23 year old. I don't matter. You have the cells of 35. Yeah. Right? You you're, have like, cells. You're, 35. you're still 35. Yeah. So it's different. When you look across most leagues, any player younger than 24 is really popping off right now. I No, I think what needs to happen, I think Pep needs to just tell him, like, yo, just take shots. At this I point, think, yeah. I, th- I think, like, yo, dude, just if you have a chance, if you think you have a t- chance to take the shot, like, I will not get mad at you. Just take the damn shot. <laughs> Score the goal. Yeah. Cause that's literally what Aguero does. Sometimes right now, like when I'm watching him, it's like his touches are good, his close control is really good, but it's just like he's just like half good, a step he, slower. He's just not like his movements are fine too. Like it's like, like men- ball, mentally you know? he's a little bit slower. He just and obviously, needs to take the shot, bro. That's yeah. all it is. I just feel like he just needs to take shots. Like if there's one thing strikers need to know for sure how to do is you cre- you you dribble a person, you create that space, you take the shot. It doesn't matter if there's people open. You're a striker. Yeah. Your job is not to assist. Your job is to score goals. That's facts. This yeah. man's just ain't doing it. I don't know. It's just upsetting because he was literally playing his best right before quarantine, and now he kind of like digressed heavily. I think if they switch, if they play, if play, if they play Gabriel Jesus in the middle with De Bruyne, I feel like something might happen. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Foden up top, I feel like something might happen. Yeah, because I think Foden will be like, oh shoot, I'm a striker, so now I need to score goals. I don't need to do fakes in the in the box. In the box. I need to take shots. Who the hell does that, bro? <laughs> okay, so now from wait, 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 but. Liverpool might be able to break the record. Oh yeah, for right. the uh, the points. Yeah, there's what? Seb, you said there's five games left. I believe there's five games left. Yeah. And Liverpool on eighty six at the moment. Five games. How many games uh, again for the uh, Prem? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Right. Yeah. 30, yeah. No, oh, there's sorry, five games sorry. left. I'm on the Liverpool Italian have eighty nine points, which means if they win all their games, they could end the season on one hundred four. If I did that quick maths right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, obviously the record right now is one hundred flat. That City set two seasons ago. They could also break the record of, well, not break the record, but set the record of being the only team to win all 19 home games in the league. No that one's ever done that. That would be amazing. They deserve it, too. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah, so who knows? They have some pretty good things around the corner. Right, for they them. have reason to not just throw the towel in. Yeah, but uh, hopefully that, hopefully think, that's enough to really I think they'll probably going. be going for that home record, you know? Yeah, especially because think... it's, it's the easiest thing. Like, they could lose all their games, but if they have two home games left, just go for them. Yeah. Just win your home games. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Just <laughs> win your home games and don't lose your away games. <laughs> That's what people be saying, like on FIFA when you play. It's like when you start the Champions League, though, like the commentators always like, well, you know what they say. When you're in the group stage, you want to win your home games and not lose your away games. I'm like, that's everyone. And that's, <laughs> every, that's, that's in every competition. Okay, so now let's move on to the Spanish League. No, okay. the Italian league, the, bro. No, the Spanish league first. The Spanish league first. I think we should talk about the Spanish league first because this is definitely going to correlate to what Juventus is going to turn into next year. I suppose. All right. Because so, Real Madrid is, has pulled ahead. Two Questionably. Ta- question, questionably. They no, pulled they pulled ahead for questionable reasons. Oh, yeah, because... Okay. Reason. They've been getting penalties left, right, and center. Exactly. It's so weird, like... They, and these are crucial penalties. Why does Sergio Ramos take their penalties? That bothers me. I feel like that's so disrespectful. If I were Benzema, I'd feel disrespected. But honestly? If I were Benzema, I'd feel disrespected. I'm like, how can you do... You're a center back. Your play, this isn't even your place. 
this I, season I, okay. you replace. I see what you're saying, but like it's, purely, it's, I think it's, it's a seniority political. thing. I, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. purely political. Like, if he wasn't good at them, someone would have complained. He would have stopped taking them. But it's like if he hasn't missed yet, I get where you're coming from. It's annoying. If I were like, if I were Vinny J or Rodrigo or Asensio who like came back from industry, like you know these younger players who really like, I'd be like, listen, man, like if I get the, if I get penalized, like if I get a penalty called, like because I did the work, I want to take him. Because there's no, there's no reason why not. See, no, because just because like you said of seniority beforehand, like Cedric Ramos has been there 15 years. He's missed like I think four, so. probably. That's not a real stat, but I'm assuming he's only missed like four or five. And but then why not Marcelo? Well, that's what I'm saying. If you say, like, Vinicius Jr., if you're talking about Rodrigo Asensio, then no. But if Marcelo wanted to take him, if Cruz wanted to take Cruz is German, so you know he's not going to miss. If Benzema wanted to take him because he's a star forward, I would get that. I would say Sergio Ramos should back off. I think it's just because he's the captain. He's been there the longest. I'm not... I don't have any disdain I think, for him. I think he's suffering but... from Ronaldo syndrome, bro. He just wants to take all of it. He's taking their free kicks, too. What the hell? <laughs> right, like, that's it was, they were good. They were good free kicks. It was He scored a free kick. So there's nothing wrong with it. Like, if you're scoring it, you can't complain. But the thing is, like, you're telling me none of your midfielders practice free kicks and nobody's right. scoring them. You're telling me, like, Cruz is good at free kicks. Why isn't he taking them? Right. You're telling me Benzema is absolutely atrocious at a free kick? He can't. I believe that. Yeah, I can kind of see yeah. that. Yeah, I wouldn't But we've never seen proof of that. That's true. Yeah, that's superstition. You know? Like, you're telling me, like, Rodrigo, his first goal, guaranteed, is an unofficial game against Bayern, preseason game. Yeah. His first goal was from Madrid was off of a... Off of a free kick. kick. No, but we like, know. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, VJ, when he was at Flamengo, was taking their free kicks and he was converting. I think what's going to happen. No, because I think uh, he's going to retire soon. I think he's going to leave soon. Ramos. I think he's retiring, but he's not leaving. I know. But, like, Where's he's he definitely. He's not going to last until, like. Uh, uh, Vinny and, and Rodrigo, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think he'll probably hit the next World Cup and call it. Do you think yeah. it makes any sense for. Because, uh, you know, Mbappe, like, every year, Mbappe gets linked. To Madrid. Mm-hmm. You think it would make any sense for them to get Mbappe? To Madrid? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Who else do they have? Well, they have Jovic? Vinny and... Well, no, because... Rodrigo. No, because you'd play Mbappe a, in the middle. But, but he's not a true striker. I wouldn't trust... I that's, wouldn't... that's what they played for the World Cup? Yeah. No, so he can, Giroud yeah, they played, played a... in the center. Giroud was oh, part yeah, of that. Yeah, right. it, was, it, was, it was Dembele on the left. Mm-hmm. The and, ghost. Uh, Giroud. And, uh, <laughs> so Mbappe right? was basically playing the middle then? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Griezmann was in this too. No, Griezmann was on the left. Giroud was on the middle. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I forgot about that. It was. It wasn't. And then Dembele would come on. For, yeah, that's for a good Griezmann. point. Actually, but, like it doesn't make any sense for them to. If they bought Mbappe, he would have to play in the middle, and he hasn't done that. Like yeah, like since for PSG, Monaco, for PSG like technically he does, but it's the way that they play with that that um, two 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 or that that four two 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 formation. Right. It's kind of like he's really shares that center spot with, with like Icardi. Icardi yeah. Okay, guys, Icardi. I don't want to make. The, I don't want to talk about Madrid anymore. No, I'm just saying. Like, I, I don't, don't think, I don't, think it make, I don't think it'd make any sense. That's for if, if Madrid Dude, bought him, it's he'd just, have to play in the middle. Just he hasn't Dane's done French. that in a long time. That's it. It's just because of Dane's press. That's the only reason why he's linked there. Yeah, this makes no sense. Well, honestly, like, where else would he go if not Madrid? Uh, Liverpool, Juve, Bayern. Not Bayern. I can't see him fitting Bayern. He could stay at PSG. Who would want to stay at PSG? I mean, if PSG, like, if they do bits, if they have a That's better fair. chance at yeah. winning champions. If they have a good transfer market, yeah. Yeah, if they're getting better. Every, if financial fair play gets frozen, <laughs> I wouldn't leave either. You act like they're not going to be out here splashing $100 million for players that are worth only 30 Yeah, but there's... <laughs> Just but, the flex. But you know what the problem is? Is, like, um, even if they freeze uh, financial fair play, there's only so many defenders. And everyone's just gonna be buying offensive true, players, true, true. 
and then Liverpool's gonna be the one buying Koulibaly, <laughs> and then it's over. But no, but and then <laughs> no, but PSG know that they need a defender. They've already said it's like they're, they're, everyone's looking at Koulibaly. Right. Everyone and their moms looking at Koulibaly. P- tennis tennis players are looking at Koulibaly. <laughs> bro. They're not even related to the sport. That's not even a team sport. Always play doubles, I guess. <laughs> but. Barca should be looking at Koulibaly. Barca, Barca should, be should be looking at, at every single person who walks and breathes. <laughs> Barca should be looking at anyone under 26. Let's be real. 100%. They were 100% dumb. That yeah. one transfer that they made with Artur, that swap deal. Oh, absolutely. That was 100%. That was absolutely ridiculous. It was uh for it was uh, for Juventus, right? Artur and Pjanic. Yep. Yeah, Artur and Pjanic, they swapped. and Or it was like a swap plus 10 million coming from Juve. Technically, because... Mm-hmm. Barcelona needed to raise exactly seventy million in this um, in this calendar year, I guess, like calendar year mm-hmm. for soccer. So it it ended June thirtieth, which is why it was done as two separate deals, where they sold Arthur for seventy. Yeah. They got that seventy million in the bank. It was there. Ba- books are balanced. They sold Pionic. They sold. They bought Pionic the next day. So Pionic fell into the next year. Speaking of Barcelona, we're gonna get our good friend Caesar on here. A lot of we got expert. Uh, and fellow engineer, overall great guy. What do they call it in uh in uh in uh you want to be a millionaire? Yeah, that's the game. That's the, yeah, it's I know, but lifeline. it's a li- yeah, it's a yeah. lifeline. Yeah, it's a lifeline. But uh, yeah, as so, we keep, as we yeah. continue to try to get him on the line, maybe hopefully he picks up. We talked to him, but um. I feel like Juve now because of all this is definitely gonna end up becoming oh, 100%. the no, team. That, that was the better. That was the better transfer. Ever. Absolutely, Barcelona and, got right. So this, especially with the rumors that like Neymar might not even go back to Barca anymore. That's absolutely. I mean, like it would only make sense if he goes to Juve. Oh um, my gosh! Honestly, this is something I just thought of when I was talking to my dad yesterday. But I think it'd be absolutely hilarious. Messi's pissed, right? And he's yeah, been pissed for like he, three he's years He's not going to renew his contract. That's what the right. reports are saying. They're, they're Imagine saying Messi goes to Juventus. the clause in his contract that allows him to leave for free next No, that summer. clause expired already. Really? Yeah, that clause expired this year, but his contract runs out next year. So I think I think next year is going to be his last year at Barcelona. And I think afterwards, I kind of hope he goes to Juventus. Dude, that'd be lit. I want to see, just for even if it's just for one season, they could, they could both retire afterwards. Messi on the right and Ronaldo on the left. Ronaldo and then put, doesn't even play on the left anymore, bro. bro I just put Ronaldo put on Ronaldo, the field. I guarantee if you put Ronaldo no, 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 on wh- the left, he's going to be more like... What uh, happens like, is, ready? So Messi goes very cheap. Juve. Mm-hmm. He, goes to, he goes for free, bro. The contract. Oh, right for now. free. Yeah. Juve. And then Juve's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, Neymar. And then Dybala's like, where am I going to go? Dybala, I don't think Dybala will complain. I don't think Dude, complain. I, I think they I could think, play him as a center attack mid yeah, and call yeah, him a day. Call it a day. You just have to accept it. It's like, there's no way... There's no way with the front three of uh, Neymar, <laughs> Ronaldo, and Messi would any player be like, well, that was me. Like, shut up, bro. That number 10 jersey is going to become Messi's. Number 11 is going to be back with Neymar. That, that iconic 11 jersey he should have never abandoned. And it's just going to be the most ferocious attack of all. With with uh, Dybala, Artur, and uh, what's the other midfielder that they got? Oh, my God. Do they need more midfielders? <laughs> That's just like with those. They could play a man down and they'll be fine. Just those two supporting. They can have no defenders and they're going to outscore the opposition. No, it's going to be. We'll concede four goals a game. Oh my gosh. Ready? Ready for this? No, ready for this? This is about playing the game. Ready? So you have Neymar, right? They buy Neymar. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to buy Neymar. Ronaldo's already there. Messi. Right? You convince Ronaldo. Like, listen, Messi being here is not going to ruin anything. You convince him. And then Thiago Silva is leaving 
for free. Yep. Tiago Silva's in the back. But they already have Chiellini, who signed a one-year extension. Yeah, who's with Chiellini? The Licks. Oh, you put him on a bench. He's okay. He's young. If you you, you yeah, how are you I'm being benched by Thiago team? Silva. Oh my gosh! How are you going to complain about this superstar team? Right? I mean, they can play. Like, honestly, honestly though, they can play like a three. They can play like a three-five-three three type of formation and have. Just they can play whatever the hell they want if they get those people on the field. That's facts. All right, all right, we got him on the phone. All right, Caesar, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Hey, so um, here's the thing. Now, Caesar, we were just talking about Barcelona and uh, their their. Uh, Questionable. Constant, yeah, they're questionable transfers and, and Horrible. Their, their current uh, state of affairs. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you just a, a few questions to see if we can guide, the, you know, if you can guide us to this conversation. Huh? What do you think okay. the Barca board is thinking right now with with the series of transfers and rumors going out from their uh, from their camp? Well, regarding the current board of directors, they're just trying to find ways. To see how they can probably get reelected next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to see how to basically take dirt from one hole to cover another one. So, in this perspective, they really have no idea what they're doing because <laughs> they're trying to bring in uh, this season, uh, supposed to be uh, Shabby. But as at the same coach, time, Shabby right? doesn't want to do anything. About... But don't you Xavi. think Shabby's unproved? Like, what did he really do as a manager anywhere? To, to, to be like, yeah, I can inherit the Barcelona manager position. Yeah, which is a good point. Um, I think what Barcelona really needs at this point would be an experienced coach. And in that sense, yeah, Xavi doesn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. But what they think about is he has played with all these players that were there five years ago when he retired. Okay. So he would still have kind of a bond to them. So you're hoping... To lead them. Are you hoping that he would have like a Zidane effect where they uh, they win three Champions Leagues in a row just because he's good as a player? Yeah, but at the same time, that could be difficult since they were teammates. It yeah. wasn't the same thing as with yeah, Zidane. Well, yeah, because well, Ramos, Ramos, no, Ramos and really Zidane coaching. played together. Ramos and Zidane played together. They knew each other very well. Yeah, but but how many but, people... Like, Bar- Real Madrid sells and buys players so much. Like, how many people... Like compared to how yeah. many people Xavi is gonna know on that the field. was what ten years before Zidane took the mantle, that twelve is true. maybe. That is true. It's yeah. a big difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, like a bunch of the players that we currently have, that they currently have in the squad have played with Xavi before. Yeah, that so is it would true. be a different situation for that them. Do you think Xavi's gonna demand Barcelona uh, Neymar to come back? He probably would want him, but at the same time, I never thought Xavi liked complicated. Neymar. No, he says he's one of a kind. So hey. complicated how? Because of the age, the way things have happened with the player in the club uh, ever since he left. Okay. Because at the same time, you would want to bring him back, but there's sort of been so much money spent trying to replace him. Precisely, yeah. To spend more money to try to bring him back. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with that, right? Because I remember we've spoken about this before, and you brought that point up. You know, they've already spent a bunch of money trying to replace him. He left on a really bad note. Would it really be wise to bring him back? None of your replacements did anything. Dembele doesn't know how to get off of the hospital, get out of the hospital. Coutinho, they played out of position, so he really couldn't flourish in his correct position. Griezmann might as well have come from like Barca B because he sucks. And Suarez is old. Messi can't do it all himself. What other player in the world would you guys possibly think can fulfill can fill those shoes? 
if not Neymar himself? Well, that's going to be difficult to like replace someone of that quality. But at the same time, it's not really just the position that got left behind from Neymar, because a lot of it also has to do with the midfield. The midfield right now, they currently don't have uh, someone that leads them besides Messi. And Messi's not supposed to be playing the midfield <laughs> role entirely, you know? I think they could. work around and they pass the ball to Messi to try to see if he can create something, but then they also want him to finish it. Uh, yeah, I, and I they're agree not going to be able to do that. I agree with you there. I think that makes perfect sense where Messi, Messi's doing a lot. He's doing too much mainly because the midfield just can't. They're just, it's just not good. And with that, I mean, then why sell Artur yeah, if you're gonna if you if you don't have that good of a midfield? Like if you, if you're so gonna, that that's where the other point comes in. He was brought in to give more uh, diversity to the midfield to be able to be that playmaker that keeps the ball but also makes it go forward. Mm-hmm. But lately, when after the break, he hasn't played that well. You know, um, a lot of things that happen with Arthur is that he gets the ball but then he makes a safe pass. He doesn't go in between the lines, he just goes horizontally, and it doesn't advance the play. You keep possession, but it's pointless possession, because you're not trying to go on the attack. That's fair, but that was a lot of Pep Guardiola's tiki-taka. Would you... It, a lot of it didn't have purpose. It was yeah, just to they, tire out the team. They have like Wait, 500 passes a game. Hold on, but it, and it, would it also be fair to judge Arthur on what his first or like season and a half? I first think. season and a half, like, and he's so young. What would what do you think no, Pianic yeah. is? What do you think Pianic's gonna give that Arthur isn't doing? There's a chance. There's a difference in how he was playing and why he lost the starting spot. Because initially, Setien, when he first took over the team, he played him with the young and Busquets because he was trying to go for a quality midfield that knew how to, what to do with the ball. But eventually, he was left out of that starting midfield precisely because he wasn't doing stuff that he wanted. He wasn't bringing creativity into the team and moving the full the ball forward. And there were some occasions f- in which he did. Like the second Classico, he had great plays, and one of them he actually made a run that almost led to a goal. But he needed to do them more consistently. And that's a really that's fair why point. they eventually brought in uh, McAdam, which is Ricky Fulich. <laughs> he came in, he gave a lot more of what they were expecting from Arthur. You know, he was giving passes in between the lines, trying to make risky plays that could potentially bring the goal. But that's what you're betting for. You really want someone to give more diversity to the attack and advance the play. That's a really good point I get and I see where you're coming from. We've spoken about this before. Arthur was good, but rarely set the world of light. And, you know, that's going to happen when you've only been there for about a season and a half. You're still adjusting. It's Barcelona. There's a lot of expectations. But with Arthur, there was at the very least a potential to grow. And, like, people have bad seasons all the time, and it kind of sucks. But you don't really just kind of sell them off for a 29-year-old who can maybe bring in what you're looking for for a year or two. And all of a sudden, you're back in the same boat because he lost his legs, and now you need to find another midfielder to do that all over again. My 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 whole thing about Barcelona is why do you? Because Madrid doesn't do this. Madrid doesn't buy a player and then a year is bad and then he tries to sell them, right? Yeah. Like Barcelona has been buying players, tried them out for a year, and then he's like, okay, it's not gonna work. Bye. Like, wh- who are you trying to find? Because there's nobody like that. There's nobody like that that's just... I mean, very rarely. I'm not going to say nobody, but very rarely do you find a player 
who you buy, put him in there, and then it just starts. He's he's amazing. Yeah, they he's don't great slot there. in seamlessly. There's right. very few players you can just get throw in the team and be like, oh, this is perfect. Obviously, Barcelona. Well, not Barcelona. City inspired. Man City is very Barcelona inspired. And with basically every signing City's made, I've noticed it takes within six months to a year for them to really settle. Sané didn't settle until literally December of his first season. Bernardo's first season was awful. Mara's first season was equally bad. And now, well, Sané's second season was fantastic. He's gone now. Rip. <laughs> um, Mara's Bernardo, they both settled into the team. They both got well acquainted because there's that growing period. And obviously, Arthur had a little bit, he had a little bit over a season. I get that. But at 23 years old, you shouldn't, I don't think it's right to put the weight of the world on him, especially when the midfielders around him aren't exactly the best either. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Rakitic, but maybe he does it some games. I'm honestly not sure. I just don't think he carries equal weight. De Jong came with a lot of potential. He's probably fulfilled that more than Arthur has. But if he's the only one doing it because Busquets is old, who else is really doing it there? You can't... Yes, Arthur didn't set the world of light, but who on that team really did? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like, he was, in, he was only given a season and a half, but that's not really his fault. Like I said before, it's a lot of the... What political the things. Yeah. Because they really don't know what they're doing. Like, he was supposed to be the one that led the team uh, as a midfielder for the next yeah. generation to come, you know? He okay. Was, I have labeled a... as the new Xavi when they signed him, and he was supposed to have those characteristics that he was going to be the one yeah. to, to be part of that three-man midfield for okay. the future to come. I have a question now. Because of the game became so political for Barcelona and who's trying to become voted for the next president, does these promises of these people saying, we'll get Neymar back or Pep back or Xavi, do you really do you put a lot of weight on that? Or do you just say, like, these are, like, false promises? These are... They're you, empty. They're yeah, empty they're empty. Yeah. Like, taken lightly because they're just trying to get reelected. They're just saying that just to get reelected. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to do it. And even if they do, I don't think it's going to be a good decision to do it so rationally. All right, so moving on they from that... They keep making promises that don't really have any base behind them, yeah. you know? Moving on from that a bit... Um, not for the first time, but it's been happening a lot more often recently. Messi's pissed. And obviously yes. there was that deal in January with, it was Abidal, was it? I think it was last mm-hmm. summer. He was pretty upset as well when they got Griezmann over Neymar, which, I mean, at the time you could say maybe he shouldn't have been upset because Griezmann looked like a quality player. But, I mean, you can understand that's his friend. Um, Messi was never this vocal beforehand, obviously because he was happier beforehand. Is the fact that he's, well, one, that his contract is running out next summer, and two, the fact that he's actively speaking up against Barcelona so often, is that worrying to you at all? Uh, no, I don't consider it. I actually like the fact that he's speaking out against what the club is doing. For the most part, this also happens in Argentina. Messi gets blamed for anything that happens. If they win, <laughs> it's for him. If they lose, it's because of him. If they sign someone, it's because he asked for them. And if they get a coach, it's also because of him. And it doesn't really go that way, either in Barcelona or in Argentina. So, so it makes sense that he's talking out about what he disagrees with the, with the directors and the staffing and the coaches. It makes sense to me. So uh, do you think that – because he's, he said that he will not sign an extension and his contract runs out next year. Do you think he'll reconsider and then sign an extension? Or will that – 
depend on who they get this transfer window? Uh, I think he will sign a new extension. Uh, this is kind of like his way of putting pressure on the club. You know, okay. either bring in a project that's going to win titles or it might be the end of it, you know? Okay. Uh, okay. If Barcelona, if he doesn't sign uh, an extension, what do you think is going to go on in Barcelona? Um, we don't know. That that's, that's. Do you think? Do you think you guys would be a mid-table know. team? Do you think you guys would would no longer be a top two, top three team and just fall back down to like a a seventh place team and, and wait until there's like a Ronaldinho who comes to then bring in another Messi? <laughs> that's to, a very long question. Like, do you think that nah. you guys are going to need a process to come back to being on top? Or do you guys think, think you'll be able to hold off that first, like, that top three position still? I think we'll still be up there. But it's going to be difficult. Like, we kind of saw it when Ronaldo left Madrid. It was it was difficult for them. Yeah, they but they, replace him. They, managed, they managed to stay up, right? And yeah. With, and, like, let's just say, right, recently they've been drawing a lot of these games even with Messi there. Without Messi, do you think they'll magically be able to transform these draws into wins? No, it's going to be a lot of the same, and it could get worse. Just because Messi tends, he he's just different, completely different. He can transform any game when he's having a bad game. He just needs one touch, and he can make them win or get a point. But, okay, so so you're saying it's going to be difficult, but they'll be able to continue to stay on that, like a top three. At the very least, Champions League, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, I could see it having. I mean, we've mentioned this before, and Moses said it. Like when Ronaldo left, Real Madrid took a dip, but I feel like Madrid almost planned for it, and that they had what well, accidentally, if anything, because they had all this cover just yeah. because they wanted to buy superstars. Barcelona doesn't necessarily have that, and it's almost gonna be to me like when uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left United, because this is more than just uh, I- Messi is more than just a player for Barcelona. He's a figurehead. He's mm-hmm. a leader. I don't want Barcelona to become a, uh, like, I, I, I go I go for Barcelona. I want Barcelona to become, you know, like, fall back down and then have to wait to get back up, you know. Oh, yeah, that I would feel, suck. I feel like Barcelona needs to, you know, go go into the bank and just start buying players. They need to buy players. They I, need to see that, like, they need to do, they need to see that Brazilian or whatever talent that does that one step over and buy that player. <laughs> they need to do the, that. The Perez mindset. I know. I feel like yeah. Because the thing is, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Caesar. But La Masia talent is not what it, it was before. You know, they're not producing Xavi's or Iniesta's or Busquets. And I mean, they're never gonna produce another Messi. That's almost impossible. Do you yeah. think they that Barcelona should take a page out of the Madrid handbook and buy these amazing young talents, or should they? Double down and invest heavier into La Masia, get them back up, and then so that they can produce their own talent again. It has to be a mix of both, because for any club that's successful, they're going to need players that come from the academy, because they can get you out of a tight spot whenever okay. someone gets injured or anything. Yeah. But at the same time, they do need to buy better. You take a look at all the signings they've done in the last five years, and the only ones that I have really seen have been Suarez and Rakitic. That is oh, true. Yeah. That's true. That's that is facts. true. Haven't even realized that. Dang. So, so here's another one. Do you think? Because I know Barca and Madrid are different. They don't. Madrid has a lot more financial. Yeah. Room. They're backed by the king of Spain. Do so. you 
I think it was the prince. The prince. Okay. Something like that. Whatever, some royalty in Spain. Do you think that Barcelona, it might interest them to maybe get into a little bit of debt, getting all these players to reconstruct themselves? Because that's not that's they wouldn't be the only team to do that. Teams have done that historically, where they get into a little bit of debt, invest heavily in some players, win trophies, and then the money goes directly into paying off the debt. Do you think that would benefit Barcelona, or should they stay away from that? They could, but they have to be careful with it. Because one one example that comes to mind is like when Juventus first signed Ronaldo, they spent so much money on the signing. But at the same time, all the money they got from merchandising and just to sell jerseys, I'm pretty sure it covered almost 90 or the full amount of the, of the, the payment that they had to make yeah. for the signing. So in that sense, it could be something smart if they really want to get someone specific. Mm-hmm. But to reconstruct the entire team, uh, it's going to be... That's dangerous. Right, because not the, everyone's a Ronaldo yeah. signing. Yeah. yeah, That makes sense. Right, it's going to have the same effect when I it comes have... to marketing and how much merchandise they can sell off of them. I have one more question, from from me at least. What do you okay. think is the most important place to be buying right now for Barcelona? Would it be the midfield or the defense? Because the defense, ha- it's dry. Piquet's not good. He's tall, but he's not good. Umtiti's really hustling. It's long left, really. Long left's hustling. Umtiti's injured. Oh, really? Oh. I would say defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The reason being that we really don't have co- much coverage on the either fullback position. You know, we've been playing Sergio Roberto a lot of position for the longest time, so Neto hasn't <laughs> settled in. Well, at this point, is Sergio Roberto out of position anymore? Or is that his position No, now? you see, like, they, that could fix their midfield problem. I always argued that Sergio Roberto should then just be moved up to center defensive mid. He should be yes. the one who takes Busquets' position because he knows how to defend now that he's playing fullback. <laughs> and, he knows, he and he knows how to go up. If he plays a center defensive mid, which is he, he was a center mid to begin with, you know he's gonna be back more back to where he he originally started. You can move the young up to where a creative position can be, and then unfortunately you got rid of Arthur, who they could have grew around together. But you know another another young player, you can keep Ragatik or whatever it is that they plan to do. It just I feel like that'd be a smarter decision for them. Than to constantly buy midfielders. I mean, yeah, midfielders. Yeah. Oh man, when I heard, when I saw them buy yeah. Arturo Vidal, I was like, "What are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing?" To, to be fair, like the signing of Vidal, yes, it was kind of weird in the sense that you really don't see him fitting into a team that's focused around you know keeping the ball and maintaining touches and stuff like that. Like it's all about quality. But the guy just brings a lot of spirit into the game. That you put him in, and you know he's like a hound on the field. That he can go true. chase the ball and true. just bring it to you, and just bring a lot of energy, which is what the team liked for the most part when they were with Valverde. Yeah, yeah. That, I a feel big, most times he was that player that you bring from the bench just to energize the entire team because he's gonna go in and you know he's gonna give it a hundred, a hundred and ten percent. You know. Yeah, Vidal was the only player in that Liverpool match. That was that was like yeah. yeah, that was really like hustling it. All right, I, I have one last question that I want to ask. Sure, what's up? If Messi does not, let's say he's like, nope, I'm leaving, I'm leaving for free, my contract is up, I'm going to get out of this shithole. Okay. What are the chances of, do you think, of Messi playing with Ronaldo as Juve? Mm, if he actually leaves, which I don't think is likely, 
I would see that as the best option. Okay, wow. How do you, but how do you think that, that, that would also that? depend. That's crazy. I guess that would also depend on what happens with City and their Champions League ban. That is true. Because, you know, a lot of the, the things that they talk about is going back to being in the same team as Guardiola. And that could be a real chance if he actually decides to leave. But if he doesn't, Juventus would probably be the most attractive team Germany. That's crazy. Wow. I, I wonder how they would navigate the egos, you know, because Ronaldo is very egocentric and... Uh... Messi, everyone says he's a lot more humble, but I highly doubt he doesn't want to be smacking in his own 30 goals a season. So, I feel like that'd but be very I, I difficult. I think it's also a different point in their careers. Like, they, they know the end is near, you know? Yeah. Because if he were, were to join Juventus, Ronaldo would be 36. He would be 34. That is true. That is true. Do you have any more t- questions, Thiago? Um, just one quick bar, one other Barcelona question is that I know you said that you'd rather reinforce the defense than the midfield, but looking mm-hmm. at your midfield at the moment, not next year, Rakitic is 32, Vidal is 33, Busquets is 31, Pjanic is 29 turning 30 in a month, De Jong is 21, and Puig, who is just breaking in, is 20. Is that a problem? I think that's a big problem. And how that's do you know? a problem, but I think they have to choose to go by stages, you know, because uh, there's some players that we have on loan, like uh, Alenia, who's at Betis, that like could Alenia. come back. Okay. Uh, Sergio Berto could actually play in the midfield if we decide to sell both Rectich and uh, Trubidal. So could bring that, could be, that could hold us up for like a season or two. But the defense is getting a lot older, and it tends to be those four players that keep them playing the same positions. Yeah, and right. if they get injured, there's not a lot with players that can go in and just okay. play for them. Okay. Alright, All right, Caesar. Uh we thank you for your input. That was great. Yeah, no problem. Um Yeah, we'd love to actually have you here in person someday. Uh, that that would certainly be, be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh but but yeah we really like the input. Um I think that's all from all of us, right? Yeah. yeah. Alright, thanks bro. Take care. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys. Alright, peace. Hi right, guys again. That was Caesar. Um, All right, can we let's go quickly to uh, to Juve. Let's look at the Italian league real quick. Right. Okay. So Lazio lost three zero to AC Milan of all teams. I don't know how. Because because Immobile Immobile wasn't playing. That's why. And uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I was cheering for Lazio, but now they're seven points behind instead of just four. And uh, basically, Juve won the league. Well, no, Juve's next game is against Milan too, right? Don't they have a game against Milan coming up? Uh, I'm gonna look that up, but it, it would it matter really? Bro, honestly, I don't might, think... if AC Milan beat Lazio, who's to say they can't also beat Juve? <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> what Juve? Yeah, won? yeah, it's it's against Milan. Yeah, Ma- so... Milan's home. That doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like they can pull. I feel like they can pull something. I mean. A seven-point gap with eight games to play isn't impossible. I could see Lazio getting close. The problem is I just can't see Juve losing. I could see them drawing a few games, and Lazio can cut that gap down to maybe four, maybe three points again. Can't really see Juve losing anymore, especially when, and this is something I picked up on as well. Jonathan mentioned this at first. After the quarantine happened, the success of clubs have been 
has been more based on the sustainability the and like how well the infrastructure yeah. of the clubs and like the biggest eye opener to that for me was the FA Cup when United, Chelsea, Arsenal, and City were all playing air quotes away from home, right? Against smaller teams, and you would have backed at least one of the teams to win it, and then none of that happened. And now you have United, Arsenal, Chelsea, City in the quarterfinals again or the semifinals. So I think it just it comes down to a lot of infrastructure, and unfortunately, Juventus, as the eight, last eight years have proven, have the best infrastructure in Italy. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. What do you guys? Um, yes, yeah, so I guess I don't want to say Juve won it though, like because I. I'm an AC Milan fan. There are eight games, so I guess. Games. Anything can happen in eight games. Oh! Ronaldo stubs his toe, gets injured, then... <laughs> okay, stubs his toe, gets Oh, he scored his first free kick for Juve the last game. Did you guys see that? No, I didn't. It was beautiful. It was nice. I was like, wow. See, that's what all those 700 tries were for. Yeah. He could, he could, Eventually fi- he could finally give some to Dybala now. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's, it's really funny because I think uh, there was a penalty a, a couple games back. Or like two two games back, right? They were gonna take, and uh, the one before the penalty before that one, Ronaldo said the next one you can take. And uh, Ronaldo during this penalty went up and grabbed the ball, and Dybala was like, "You said I could take this one," and he goes, "Did I?" And he <laughs> took it anyway, and I think he missed. So I was like, "Dang, Ronaldo's got to stop with this." But um. No, the, the man, French league. The French league's coming back. Yeah, they they decided to come back. Really, August, well, like twenty third, like after so champion. Like that's the stupid. Like who's that gonna be sticking no around? One. PSG right. only has three games. They only need to be play great three games. I believe. Yeah, in well, that. the thing is, I believe in that Tiago. No, I I agree with. They're the gonna percent. do it. They're oh, gonna, they're gonna do it, and they're gonna do it. But when it comes to Champions League. Well, you talking about the league or the Champions League? The Champions League. They only okay. have three games. Oh, you know, that's fair. They I can see play. anyone can take the Champions League this year, to be honest. No one really knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Atalanta is definitely going to take it. Bro, Atalanta are some, mm-hmm. on fire. Watching Atalanta clips, bro, that brings me just Yo, pure joy. They, they, they play they so much fun. They won last game, didn't they? They won a game like 7-2 a week or two back. Oh, facts. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right, yeah. League 1 coming back, I feel like that's kind of stupid. They did say in the beginning that they're going to let uh, they're gonna finish the, the Cups. The Cups, yeah. So that makes sense. They're going to play those. But the league coming back after Champions League makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, or I like get... two days, but be- I think it was two days before Champions League started. Actually, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> listen, Leon's pissed. Sense. I get that. The clubs that are in relegation are pissed. I get that. But listen, bro, what? You're really gonna come back in August when you've been shut down since March? That's what? How a many five month gap? How many games do they have left? It, how many Too games? many. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. They'd have to play like every day. Hold on. I mean, that's what the five subs are for, right? Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you start in September. Why would you bring it back in August? That's absurd. I can't believe it. I choose to... Ugh, that's so dumb. I hope they don't bring it back. I hope they were like, nope, we were lying. <laughs> Y'all see that? That's a cap. Really? You Take see note. that? That's a cap. I'm done. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, another interesting transfer. Uh, obviously, a lot less of a scale than the messes that Barcelona put themselves into. But um, Hakimi, right from to Madrid Inter Milan. to Inter Milan, we we often laud Madrid here for having amazing transfer sense and planning for five years in the future. I this was dumb. <laughs> See, I was I thought that at first, and then I read something, and it makes perfect sense. Hakimi is not your traditional right back. He doesn't think of one good tackle he's ever made. 
Well, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Exactly. Well, the one that we didn't see. Yeah. That's what I'm talking no, about. You can't. Like, I'm not, I don't watch Bayern every game either, but I can tell you Alfonso Davies has had some pretty solid tackles. He's not. I could probably tell you about that. Those are. Those are he doesn't have. Sure, he's more of a wing back. Yes. Which means he plays oh, higher up. a lot of games. And. How many games they have left? Oh, yeah, they have a lot. They they have ten games left. Yeah, yep, that's dumb. Okay. Well, like I was saying though, Hakimi going to Inter, where they play that five man defense as well, mm-hmm. where they utilize actual wing backs. So there's three defenders. Oh no, for ha- for Hakimi himself, it it's a great transfer. And it makes no sense. It would have made no sense for him to be called back one, because that means they'd have to sacrifice either Vinny, um, Edemilitão, Rodrigo, Kubo. Or any year. Oh, for because, the European spot. Yeah, in order to bring him back. And also, he's not a traditional right back. They sent him there as a traditional right back. Mm-hmm. They transformed him into a wing <laughs> back. They're like, well, he's, he, can't, he can't be using our system anymore. Not that he's not a good player. But you're just not going to take Carvajal's position. We can call back uh, Reguillon. We yeah. can call back Odriozola, who's at Bayern, and starts pretty often. Like... You're not. We're not going to try to transform you as a player. If you're playing well in that position, I feel like it was in good sense for Madrid to be like, "We'll let you go, because you're going to flourish somewhere else. We don't play our system. Go play. Go somewhere where they play your system, like where you can fit in their system." And it makes sense. So that's fair. Like, like I said, for Hakimi, I think it's a great deal. We saw what Conte did with wing backs best Chelsea. What three or four years ago, when like Victor Moses of all people was like player of the year con- considered. Because he was just amazing that season. Yeah, that was pretty wild. So we could see what he can do with wing backs, and for Hakim, it's a great deal. And like, given three, four years, he's gonna go on to a better team again. Yeah, unless Inter do. You know where he's gonna go? Hmm. Barca, because they need a right back. No, he should go to Barca now. Let's be real. Honestly. No, he's gonna. They gotta leave it a year, and then they'll buy him because you know that little Little interlude there. Yeah, bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be. He already won Champions League with Madrid. His name was on the Hakimi? Title. Yeah. yeah. His, his name was on, he's played a game for them? Yeah, it, during the Champions League that they won it, yes. His, his wow. name was there. He has he has a Champions League to his name. Last one. Just a last one, last one, last one. To end it all. Yeah, to end it all. I feel so bad for Coleman. <laughs> all right, let's end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for Coleman. This guy, he's been winning since he was like 19 years old. Every season, he's touched at least one trophy. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. Byron, he, he was like, all right, there's an opening for me on the Byron squad to really solidify my position as a starter. What did Byron go do? Sonate. They turned around Sonate. and get Sané. And then he's How like, much does he buy Sané? 50? They 50. bought 50 rising to 60. Oh. But, that's, but you want to know something, though? That's not enough to guarantee you a starting spot. Like, if they spent $120 million, I don't care if this man is out here shitting bricks. Like, he's playing <laughs> with diarrhea mid-game. It yeah. doesn't matter. But... You know, fifty Coleman can still challenge. Coleman that. can still challenge that, yeah. 50, but I, I do that. feel for him because he was doing bits last season, and obviously injured. That we just expect that at this point. And they went and bought Nabry. And like Coleman's like, all right, I'll just I'll shift the other side, no big deal. We'll rotate. And then they went and bought Sane. So it's really just kind of like, well, but the thing guys, is, Sane is coming back from injury. Yes. So so Coleman can still push it through. So yeah. Coleman can still push yeah, it. It's through. whoever gets out of the hospital bed quicker. Facts. Yeah. All right, that ends it here, right, guys? All I think right. so. Yeah. Uh, Catch you guys in two weeks. All right. Take care.